Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another exciting and very special episode of TenshiCast, presented by TenshiForum.com. For those of you who are not in the know, for the first time ever, Matt Miller and Patria Burchard, Tenshi and Ryoko, were at a con in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, called Chibipa Sugides 2014. And naturally, Tenshi Forum was there on the journey and while you at this point in time can take a look at the videos that we have put up including our panel the all of the panels that Matt and Patria were a part of as well as Tenshi Forum takes Chibi Pa 2014 there are some stories that unfortunately were not told in those videos that you will be able to listen to here and with me I have the entire Tenshi Forum crew who was at Chibi Pa Chuck Felicitations, comrades. Crazed. How's it going? Pie. You can't buy knowledge like that! Those notes were priceless! Ah! Nil. In another time, another culture, he may have been a seer, a shaman priest. In our world, he's a shoe salesman and lives among the shadows. And who? I'd like to dedicate this forthcoming cast to my main man, Daryl. What's up? Well... We are going to just kind of discuss the adventures, discuss some of the things that went on, the jokes, the fun, all of the good stuff. So where do we begin, gentlemen? We could do chronologically, I was going to say, though, and, you know, <laughs> my apologies. You'll hear this often. I mentioned Daryl, and uh, he was he was uh, one of the, along with the Akira Project, uh, you know, so it wasn't just, you know, Matt and Patria was the big draw for us, obviously, Tenchu for him. Uh, but we met uh, the rest of the guests as well, and they were all uh, wonderful people, and it was wonderful to meet them. So <laughs> we kind of had, uh, I think we'll roll into that, kind of a uh, what's become an inside joke with, with poor Daryl. Unfortunately, <laughs> we, uh, it, uh, w there, there was a point where um, Matt and Patria were, were sitting at, at, their, uh, at their table, and we were kind of like, well, we're going we're gonna, to... Uh, we're, we're we're gonna go grab some grab some food real quick, and they were like, "Oh, uh, actually, we're not allowed to leave yet, but we're starving. Could you guys go grab us some?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that for you." Well, we didn't realize <laughs> no one realized that. Unfortunately, just at that precise moment, uh, Mr. Uh, Daryl was not uh, was not at his at his booth, and so he he missed the food train. Unfortunately, so we come back with all this food for Matt and Patria, and Daryl's like, "Oh, you you went to get food." I'm starving. <laughs> like I'm sorry, Daryl. Sam, this is this is not just like a random guy. Like this is actually a, a relatively large voice actor. I think he was what is he the star in Blue Exorcist, or he had a main role in Blue Exorcist or something. So he's not just like this random guy. Like we um, very we very unfortunately sort of shortchanged this big time voice actor on his own because we were out getting uh, getting some food for Matt and Patria. So again, yes, I I do apologize to you, Daryl, but you're awesome and we love you regardless. How do you think I feel? I was the one who carried the food in there. I, I let's let's just preface this for the ladies and gentlemen listening that 
as when we were going as Tenchi fans, we thought, you know, Chibi Paws gonna be a relatively small con, not a not a terrible amount of people. We're just going as fans, we'll record some stuff, we'll have a good time. When we're standing in line, alright, Patria walks by and we're you know, oh my god, Patria. She starts walking towards us, and I wave to her, and the first thing that Patria does is hug me. Like, that was the very first thing, you know. I, I've been friends with Patria. I've talked to Patria for a while now. But that, that was just kind of like the beginning of this con is going to be special. This con is not going to be like other cons. And as, you know, we just heard, we went and got food for Matt and Patria. They knew we, we were very close to them throughout the, entire, the entirety of the con. And it was just like, did that really just happen? Oh, there was a lot of, uh, did that just really happen this enti that entire weekend? I, it was very fun. I think, uh, for me, I think the best place to start for talking about Chibi Paw has got to be the actual voyage there. And I think, Dagon, you would probably be the best one to start about this, since you were the one who uh, traveled the farthest, shall we say. But it was quite a journey, and it was a true privilege to share it with you guys. So why don't you, why don't you start us on how you left, and when you left for uh, Chibi Paw. You know, this is this is one of the few times in my life where I've actually kept a sleep schedule and been well rested for a trip. So that was kind of weird. But but uh, you know, I left at like three in the morning. I left Ohio and I started driving for Maryland. And it was just it, it was like I said, it was nice. The driving was fun. Uh, I mean, it was a bit long. I just want to tell the good people of West Virginia: keep your roads clear, because when you're going down like a ninety degree angle road or whatever degree angle road and the only thing you could see on a road sign is we don't go to Ravenholm anymore I mean 30 miles an hour it's kind of like uh I really hope I don't die but uh I it, it was it was an awesome journey and then uh the first thing I get into uh Maryland and I meet good Sir Nil it was an interesting experience. I've only ever met a handful of people. Well, I guess only really one person that I've met online before, despite you know being a rather large online presence in multiple areas. It's just not really something that's kind of come up or gotten to happen. So I wasn't. You know, it, was, it wasn't like I was super nervous. Like I, I know Dagon. I know. I know all these guys really well. Even though I, I have. It's, it's not even my first full year here. And uh, he's pulling up in my driveway, and it's just like, okay, this, this is real. I open the door. There's a certain weirdness about it, like, okay, this is happening. And then <laughs> Dagon just kind of comes in, get out of the cold. We sit down real quick, you know, we give a quick breather. I'm just like, so you wanna you wanna go to the bathroom at all? No. You want a cup of coffee? No. Want some food? No. And he just looks at me, and goes, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just packed in the car just you know just like how we do things here online like it, it's it's very much touch and go and you know it, it, we didn't skip a beat the whole way through like as soon as we got in the car it was just like any other day in mumble just chatting having a good fucking time listening to some great music just talking getting excited about what was going to happen talking about i tenchi obviously talking about uh you know things that were going to happen at the con how much we couldn't wait to see certain people because some of you guys have met before but you know in in uh for pi like, that was the first time that he's gotten to meet everybody and vice versa same with uh crazed as well because he wasn't around for any of the previous ones as well so it was like 
damn like this is this is for real like we're meeting everybody practically all at once here and it was it was just it was really exciting and uh it, it almost didn't feel real until he pulled up in my driveway and then it was like all right this is it, it's mumble but you know a thousand miles long of mumble then we show up to chuck's house or chuck's apartment and it's like he's hidden it it's the numbers are saying that he should be here and he's not and me and Neil walked around for like five minutes it was like Harry Potter, like platform nine and three quarters or whatever. Like, where the hell is this place? I still don't know what the hell your problem was. Like, it was, it's clearly marked. It's clearly marked. Pavement leads right up to it. I don't know why you guys couldn't find it. I, I get a text message. Oh, yeah, we're here. It's like, okay, I'll go out and find you guys. I get out. You guys are like wandering around in the backyard, like totally lost. Like, what the hell are you guys doing all the way over there? Your your front porch looks like somebody else's back porch, Chuck. Hey, they do it weird down here in Virginia. There's no like doormat. There was no anything. So we turned and looked. We saw nothing. We we looked right past the door because it's like tucked away in the corner. It's not very visible when you're standing where we were standing. So we weren't thinking. Oh, there's obviously like. When we saw the apartments, we figured they were full size, so we didn't imagine that they were going to be like doubled back like that. So we saw that, it was like, okay, that's just somebody's backyard. No, that's actually the front door to Chuck's place, and we just walked straight past. After that little adventure, I think they, when you guys stayed at my place for a couple hours, I actually had to go to class. So like, I left, I left you guys all alone, unsupervised, with uh, free access to my manga and anime collection. I still haven't found what volume you've burned for firewood yet, but. Uh... Regardless, it was a pretty successful thing, and then we hit the road uh, for Crazed, and I, I did the driving for that leg, and that was pretty fun. Traffic was nice. Um, and, yeah, then we, we pull up to Crazed at about, like, what, 11.30-ish, and meet his wonderful family, and spent just a few hours dozing there, and then we headed off down to down to Florida, and that was Crazed. So I'll, I think I'll turn it over to you to quickly tell us how that part of it went. Back up a second here, Captain Kirk. You're forgetting a very important detail here, sir. How we're driving down the highway, and you've got the cruise oh, control off. Oh, yeah. Well, I was hoping everyone would forget about that little misadventure. Fucking hell, we would. Well, all we're doing is just driving around. Chuck's got the cruise control on, because, I mean, fuck, you need that for a trip this insane. And just... <laughs> We have to hit. We have to hit the brake. So Chuck kind of brakes a little bit, so we don't crash into the cars in front of us. And then he clicks it, and it doesn't come on. It takes him a second to realize that the cruise control isn't there. He's like, "What? What?" And we just I look over because I'm sitting in the passenger side. I turn to look, and I just see this panic look on his face. He's like sitting there slamming on the button on the on the frame of the the turn of the steering wheel, and he's just like, "No, why isn't it working? What the fuck?" And we're just like, "Chuck, what's up?" He's like, "The cruise control broke." Well. Chuck and his magical ability to break any and all technology has struck again. It, it is not hide your electronics, hide your cyber wives, your waifus. Don't don't let them anywhere near your cell phones and DSs because he broke a car. I don't, I don't have understand. I, I do not understand how it happened. It's one of those. I clicked I clicked that damn thing a million times and it only came on like once in a thousand miles so it's i don't know it's just one of those things it's my curse i guess no matter what i will break any technology that's placed before me anyway craze should continue the story from here on unless we want to continue mocking my my technological deficiencies i mean crazed also has a bit of technological deficiency make fun of he can pick up on what did i do not you oh no, me again oh i was like wait what did i do but yeah 
you guys showed up at my house at almost midnight. Dagon looked like he was just about to fall over at any moment. And that was when I learned that he only got like four hours of sleep. And I was like, well, that explains things. And uh, yeah, you guys came in, you ate, and we all, you met the family, went downstairs, busted out some Tenchi art books, the If Dojins, and the other two Dojins. Looked at those for a little bit. We all just passed out, woke up at like eight in the morning. And then we went to Bojangles to go eat. And uh, after we got out of Bojangles, wait, no, did you break the door before or after that? Uh, I think it was as we were leaving Bojangles. And for Yanks like me out there, Bojangles is apparently this like breakfast chain in the south. And it's really nice. So if you're ever driving through Dixieland, I highly suggest stopping at Bojangles. Either that or Waffle House, because they're fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. we got to talk about some Waffle House as we go on. But yeah, Bojangles is a southern-style breakfast place that serves breakfast all day, every day. I mean... And I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, so there used to be a Carolina Panthers commercial when Jake DeLome was the quarterback, where it was Jake DeLome, Steve Smith, in a General Lee, a Dodge Charger that might as well have been the General Lee, with a giant chicken head on top of it, and they're eating Bojangles in basically the General Lee, and they're out running cops and jumping dirt mounds with it. They fucking blew up a shack with footballs. <laughs> God, I love that commercial. As I say, uh, yeah, when uh, when we were actually no, is when we were going into Bojangles the first time, Chuck was sitting in the back and he closed the door. They're automatic the doors for everyone out there. Yeah, they're automatic doors. He went to click the automatic door and was like trying to move it, and then it just got stuck. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I've uh, by the way, I. I was up for like 22 some odd hours, and I only got four hours of sleep that that night. So I was already just like, all right, let's go. And then Chuck breaks the door, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this, this is for real. This is the real life. Sadly, that is also not the last technological breakdown that I had on that trip, but more on that later. Oh, God. Yeah, the frustration in Dagon's voice when that door wouldn't shut was very real. But then when we left Bojangles, the on-ramp for 485 South was right there. And I was the one who had to drive the first six hours. And nobody told me that the cruise control was broken when we got on, <laughs> when we got on 485. So I go to turn the cruise control on. And I'm like, uh, Dagon, something's wrong. Cruise control's not working. Oh, yeah, Chuck broke that too. Yep. And then uh, we just drove for six hours. Just shooting the shit in the van, going down I-95 until we hit a TGI Fridays to stop and eat lunch down in uh, Jacksonville. And uh, I guess I'll give this back to you, Chuck, because you drove the rest of the way. Well, I mean, if any of you listeners have ever driven 95 at any stretch south of uh, D.C., you've, you've pretty much driven all of it. But the, the Florida stretch of it is particularly bland, and it's all along the coast the entire way and it's, it's just a straight shot like there are no turns and so it's a very boring drive however we were provided wonderful entertainment once we crossed into the realm of southern florida via some billboards and i think i'll turn it over to nil he can do it much better justice than i can telling the stories of these entertaining billboards we saw 
Florida is a desolate place where souls go to die and people who are regular cry as they realize that they've entered the final layer of hell before they hit Cuba, at least. One of the things about Florida is that apparently it's, it, they just don't really have much to shame. Like, once you get down to that part of the states, nobody cares anymore. Like, yeah, we're, we're all pretty much counting down the days till we're done. I mean, you know, <laughs> so... We're driving down at 95. It's it's night. Well, it was kind of afternoon night-ish. It was getting dark. And we started, you know, conversation was winding down a little bit because everybody was still was getting that that exhaustion. You know, the road hypnosis was kicking in a little bit. So we were, there's some lapses in discussion here and there. Started paying attention to the sides of the road a little more often. I'm just... <laughs> some of these billboards, man. Very first one that caught our attention that made us realize this is it. We're in Gator Country. Just driving down the road, down on I-5, doing like 80 miles an hour. Giant billboard, lit up like a motherfucker. One word on there. All capital letters. Vasectomy. A little phone number underneath of it. And we're just like, wait, did, what, did that really say that? <laughs> that? We really have a billboard for a vasectomy clinic? Is that a thing? Or it's step one of no shame in florida just fucking advertise our vasectomy clinic step number two driving a little bit further down the road probably about an hour out, hour out from that billboard suddenly there's an animated one and this one really catches our attention because it's animated and it's got an erupting volcano just beautifully animated and this gigantic billboard hanging out the side of the road so we're just looking over like ooh, that was kind of cool i don't know what that one's gonna be it could be like a surf shop thing so, you know ron john's big down there they got their surf shop billboards for that we're sitting there watching it as we're driving past it and just out of nowhere the words syphilis explosion slide in onto the frame as the volcano just erupts and just spews shit all over the place and we're just like dude <laughs> what another S an std clinic advertisement on billboards florida ladies and gentlemen we also came across a few ones that weren't quite as bombastic but still hilarious there's one that was uh a marijuana lovers conference i don't really know how legal that one is but you know it's a premier marijuana enthusiast panel in somewhere in southern florida uh there were multiple ones for divorce lawyers that only handled the either male or female side of things like it's, it's like dude yeah, i think a friend of mine put it best he's like south florida is basically vegas but without the fame like it is just a it's a desolate place man and, and once we reach that we kind of realize like that's it we're in this we're in this part of the united states Gotta hand it to you, Florida. You know how to entertain people when they're on the road, man. Damn. One of the one of the cooler things that was less uh, less mature, if one could so say, was uh, we're driving, and I want to say it's either in Georgia or South Carolina, and there's a truck. Oh. And of course, nat naturally, we're all Space Dandy fans, and the thing just had Dandy right on the side of it. So we're like, oh, we gotta take a picture. But he's like moving up next to us, so you know, trying to angle that out of the van is just not working. So we start to move over, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna take a picture of it." What does he do? He moves back over. That reminds me, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get you a picture of that truck, cause yeah, that was awesome seeing Dandy Trucking Company. Yeah, cause that was when I was driving, and you, you guys were like, "Oh, you gotta move a lane over so we can get a picture." And as soon as I do, he mer he changes lanes right where I was. Damn it. We gotta go with the flow, baby. So after probably, what, for you, Dagon, it was about 40 hours on the road. We finally get down to Fort Lauderdale and just 
sit down and pretty much just crash and uh, in this hotel i think uh, we went down to the bar for a bit um just to unwind and then we really didn't do much we just crashed and waited for uh waited for the day to begin and what a day it was the nine states and 1500 miles later i made it to florida and then of course day one technically of the con friday you know, started much like I said with uh, us seeing Patria and kind of leading things to a very, very positive start. And uh, the should be, I, I'll just say this about the Sheraton Fort Lauderdale: they need to uh, get their shit together because not not just with not just with guests because we we were on the preferred guest level and had no microwave or fridge, but the the internet in that hotel was horrendous. So much so that they couldn't even work with the con to get their stuff set up. So uh, they were supposed to start taking registration and pre-registration at 12 o'clock. We didn't start getting our stuff until like 1.30. And the funny thing about that was there were so many people, the majority of the people hadn't even gone through the line that pretty much everybody missed opening ceremonies. Yeah, you guys were still down there when I got I, well, there. Well, I think the best part about that was is because I was the only one who had gotten my pass in the mail the week before. So when we learned that, yeah, we're going to be stuck here a while waiting on the con staff to get internet so people can get registered, you guys all had to wait in line, and I'm just standing there with my pass like, oh, I don't have to stand in this fucking line. It turned out for the better, though, because as it so turned out, when we first got in line, there was a guy standing in front of us, and we took note that uh, on the back of his backpack, he had the Nagi keychain, and we were just kind of like, ooh, this this guy's a Tenchi fan. He kind of heard us like mumbling behind him a bit about Tenchi stuff, so he kind of turned around and just like, he said something to us about the the Nagi keychain or something about him, and we realized that he's got like a little, a little Ryoko stuffed thing on his shoulder like he just had it sitting up there so he's like oh this dude is a tenchi fan like holy shit so we actually got to sit down and talk to this guy michael uh for the entire time we were there and he had so much stuff in his backpacks all this tenchi merch he had a really really beautiful daughter of darkness wall scroll he had a uh a, sa a same poster style or same design but with a different background uh, poster version of the same thing uh he had some other stuff in his backpack that he wanted to get signed and you know he's kind of like you know, I, I i don't know what the limit is for signature things but i kind of just brought as much as i th i thought i could pack in because I, I, you know I, I couldn't choose what i wanted to get signed <laughs> like, he, he was he was excited and uh, it was just it was good. It, it really helped us kind of get through things. It was nice to meet another fan like right on the ground floor as we were waiting for the day to start. Just getting to talk to the dude, getting to see all the stuff he brought, talking about all the different things. You know, tell him a bit about eye tenchi and uh, you know just then <laughs> it was so great because I I stood there and watch Betraya come from like out of nowhere like a like a ghost and just hug Dagon from behind it was just that moment like we finally realized boom we're here like th this is chibi pa now this this is where it really begins and uh it was great to watch like everybody around us just kind of like back up and all like oh my god like some of them recognized her and it's like did she just give that dude a hug like pe people were realizing what was going on it was it it, it was so 
it, it was one of those moments that I won't ever really be able to forget. Just the whole impact of the, her introduction and, and just sitting there talking with her. She could only stay for a little bit because she did have to go in the event that the opening ceremony started in time, which they didn't. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, I, I didn't really know what to say at first. I, you know, everybody else was like, you know, Chuck got a hug and, you know, everybody was saying hi. And I just kind of stood there. I did not say a word like, what the fuck am I supposed to say here? So I just I was I was paralyzed. So I just sat there taking it all in. And it, it, it's that that was like my first real feeling like, you know, we're we're really here. Like this is actually going to happen sort of thing. So I, I think despite the uh, the delays that turned out way for the better overall. Then we uh, we headed to. We kind of chilled out a little bit. You know, we got to talk to Pi when he showed up, which was, of course, awesome. One more of the crew being there. And yeah, a- after you guys texted me saying you got a hug from Betraya, I'm still sitting at the airport waiting for a taxi going, I'm missing the good stuff. Why? <laughs> Torture me some more. Why don't you? And Ooh, he wasn't even there yet. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't there for a while. I'm yeah, he didn't sure show up for like 30 you. minutes after that happened. So yeah, we well we should let's get to, let's get to who he's been uh, left out of this conversation so far. So we uh, we sit down, we do some other stuff, and then later in the day, who gets there? Well, actually, I just want to throw in one one quick thing before we go to who. Again, bear in mind that even though uh, Patria, you know, we had we had that introduction to Patria, it was just kind of like you can't really think of it getting any better than that. You know, like that was just completely unprompted. That's how it was. Well, in the industry Q and A panel. They are talking with, you know, Daryl, uh, Matt, Patria, and uh, Nova, and on from the Ocular Project. You know, at the whole, you know, they uh, they gave Matt, they're going through introductions. And when they get to Patria, you know, we're sitting there, I'm recording. You can see this on the video, the industry Q&A panel on our uh, channel. They get to Patria, and completely unprompted, Patria just says, you know, hey, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Tenchi Forum. They're the masters. They know everything. If you have any questions, you go to them. They're great people. And there's that moment where we all, like, I look over at Pi. Nil and Craze look over at me. I look at Chuck, and we're all just like, that just happened. That's going to that's gonna be a reoccurring theme in this podcast is, that just happened. Indeed, many things just happened to that cast. That was that magical moment when everybody started realizing, oh my god, we're here. Oh, oh, we we just got Senpai noticed us. That was that was pretty big because there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of people there, but there were. Mo- As you'll see in the video, if you haven't seen it yet, like, the majority of the questions for that Q and A were thrown at Matt and Petraea. They were undoubtedly the reason most people were there, and uh, because of that, like the the gravity of the situation, how everybody was talking to them, and finally, you know, we get the shout out, and it's you know, all all eyes are on us, and all most of those people there were Tenchi fans there for Matt and Petraea, and that was like, damn, like, that, that's it, that's that's the one right there. But yes, let's uh, let's hand this off to Mr. Who. Well, he didn't come for a little bit. We still have the, uh, you know, we got to meet a few other people on the way there. We got to meet uh, Jessica and her husband Ryan, who are uh, fans of Tenchi as well. Jessica's actually a artist, and she uh, actually had a really nice picture that she handed off to Petraea, some the a piece of line art she did, and she did a custom frame with manga. They're also they're they've apparently been, or at least Jessica has been a, a 
internet friend of the forums for a little while. So it was nice to get to meet those two. Uh, you know, we also ran into a lot of people in line because before we, we got to meet who, cause who was a little bit late on his plane. Well, his, just the way things turned out, uh, we got, we went ahead and started getting some stuff signed. Right. And, uh, you know, we, we were meeting so many people in the line there. And there was, there was a lot of really cool people that we were getting to meet some guy. One guy had like a bunch of figurines. He had like a, a like a rollout suitcase, like a, an airport luggage thing, just full of Tenchi figures and stuff that he had gotten signed. It was a really old school fan. Had a lot of rare stuff. We met a lot of other people uh, in line that day. There, there was the guy that handed Matt and Petraea the fucking GXP. Like, dude, what? Yeah, that was silly. But no, the guy you're talking about had uh, the complete McFarlane set. I've never seen it with my own eyes until that day. It was very impressive. I think they were still mint in box, weren't they? Yes, they were. Yeah, they were in real good condition. Like, holy shit. Jesus, I mean, I have my McFarlane figures, but they're in storage right now. But, of course, I popped them out and had them on my desk during my college years. And, oh, if I could only... Yeah, I, now I start wishing that I could have brought them with me on the fucking plane. Finally, time for who? Yeah, I mean, not much else happened. So, yeah, after that, we'll, let's let's transition. Who you were uh, you were at the airport while while some of the early stuff was happening, but at long last, you're finally driving up, man. Yeah, and then you had a complete set. At least <laughs> I hope it felt something like that. So no, that was fun to hear in detail the journey you guys went through uh, to get there. Because me, it was just pretty much just wake up really early. And do the whole spiel with uh, with airports. Did n it was not planned out well for me to where where I'm pulling up. Uh, I had a layover flight, and I'm pulling up to the tarmac from the first flight, and I and boarding ended for the next flight. I'm looking at my clock. It's like boarding ends in 15 minutes from now, and I'm on the plane. I'm like, you're kidding me. So I had like 10 minutes. I'm I, I booked it down. I think it was. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was in Houston going on the way down. So like from from gate E to C in 10 minutes, I'm just I'm just booking it and uh, pushing little old ladies out of the way. Get out of my way. <laughs> and uh, and I was and I, I it reminded me when when Pi, I'm, I'm glad you were kind of the uh, going ahead and, uh, and and got there before me because uh, I, I was so frustrated when I was like I was there. I made it. I was uh, I was in Florida. Oh, I felt it, humid. I was there. I stepped off the uh, off the plane. Finally, I made it, and I know the hotel's not far away. And so I'm waiting for that complimentary shuttle. And I call them like three times, and they're like, "Oh, it, it's it, it's on its way." And I see literally every every hotel chain you can think of in the United States uh, shuttle go by again and again and again. And I'm just like, except for Sheraton, and I, and I waited an hour. I'm not even kidding. It was literally like an hour, and I'm just like, am I not in the right spot? Is it going to come here? And I get a text, you know, tree is here. Oh my God. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> and so Pi was telling him, I think I was texting Dagon by, and Pi said by way of Dagon, he, Dagon was like, don't worry, man, you're going to get there. I know Pi said he went through the same thing. So just hang in there. And so finally that shuttle came and hats off to the guy driving this shuttle. Cause uh, this probably wasn't, quote unquote legal, but we stuffed people into this thing like sardines. Like people were standing up where people where signs clearly indicated no standing while the thing is moving. We had people packed in there. 
and I make it to the hotel and it, it, it was like I was on clouds, you know, because everything was stressed up to that point and, you know, you got to find your gate you get it, 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 with flying and I don't like flying in general, uh, but it, it, flights were good to me. So I, I, I guess I can't say I have anything against flying because it, it, it's been good to me so far. So let's keep it that way, flying, okay? Anyway, I get there and it's it's sort of, it, it was so surreal because it was great that I, of I, uh, via uh, Autocon, as we've uh, as we've seen, as you've seen on, you can see the videos of uh, getting to meet uh, Dagon and Chuck in real life before, and so it was great to see him again. It was great to meet Nil, Crazed, and Pi for the first time, and you know, just for some reason, it was just like you know, I guess it was because I was so dang tired, probably, but it was kind of like I, 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 I've, I've been buddies with these guys for a long time. It's just that now it happens to be that I don't have to push to talk right away. I was like, yes, this is great. This is great. I'm I'm hugging everybody. And uh, it was nice that uh, you guys were all kind of, you you, you had time to get uh, situated and you were all signed in, ready to go. So I had literally, I had these five guys waiting for me (laughs) in front of the, uh, of the hotel saying like, Hey, who can I get your bag for you? Who? And like, right this way, sir, here's the registration line. Here's what you do. And Chuck helped me with that. And Dagon was helping me and, and yada, yada. And then, uh, and I'm like, it's just so great to be here, guys. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm exhausted, but I'm, I, I, I couldn't be happier. And I'm thinking I made it, I made it safe. Thank God. Everyone made it safe here. Can't get better. Well, it did. Dagon and Nil and company. I can't even remember. It, it, it was just voices. I was just on clouds and people were like, hey, uh, why don't you come over here? Come here. Somebody else is waiting for you. I'm like, well, well you all are here. What? Okay, let's go. Let's go. And he's, he's like, it's time. And we uh, I walk through the uh, through the dealer's room and, and over and, and I, I see them at their own at their own table. And uh, there, there's Matt and Patria and I'm, and I'm it's, it's surreal. Because apart from me being, you know, so gosh darn tired, I guess, I'm like, am I dreaming right now? This is really happening. I'm surrounded by my friends and I'm seeing them. And it gets even crazier because instead of, I've had a few times I've gone to uh, cons where, you know, you go meet, you, you try to meet the, the guest and, and you just go up and you're like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, it's it's so nice to meet you and, and, and uh, you know, all that. And I was going to do that with Petria, but she beat me to it. So she's sitting at her table and she sees the company Dentuform leading me over and she looks at me and, and she gets up out of her chair and she comes over and she throws her arms around me and says, oh, John, I'm so glad you made it. It's, it's great to meet you in person finally and thanks for coming. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just too stunned and too happy for words for the longest time. I'm just like, is this, is this really, this is really happening? So... Has been previously mentioned. Yes, that was a theme for us all throughout this convention because uh, you know this is this was special and and we 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 fully understand. Like uh, I'm sorry, Pi, if this was your first one, they're not all like this. This was something special. And so from there, you know, we're we're we're, we're chatting with them because they weren't there. You know, they didn't have a long line of people signing at this point. So we got to just chat. Um, got to talk with uh, with Matt, and uh, and then we we get down to we we do some pictures. We got those pictures posted up, and we're 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 just shooting the breeze, and and uh, so yeah, it, it was so surreal. And then after that wore down, I guess I guess that's when we can get into that story a little bit. There is that's when it happened, uh, and also yet yeah, hats off again to to, to Daryl. 
because um, you know, and again, we're he is he's an accomplished actor, and he and he's been in recently in contemporary anime, and so you know he he is by all means, you know, he, he's got star power. It's just you know we're Tenchi fans, we're old school fans, so we were all kind of just ignorant of that, and so we apologize for that, Daryl. But we all got uh, in a line to where in Man Patri included, we got in a line so we could take. Uh, take the picture and Daryl took the picture for us. I remember him taking one for us. And so thank you, Daryl and appreciate that. And, and then that's where we, 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 uh, we go on and I'll, I'll hand it over to somebody else, maybe Dagon here where we where uh, you know, we, we were going to go, go on the food run. We were hungry and uh, Matt and Patria put in their order with us. So we're like, yeah, we'll be your delivery boys. Absolutely. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do that for you. But I remember just after, everything had died down like the shock uh, like i mean it didn't die down but i i just kind of recuperated oh my, my god we just were talking with man patria like we were neighbors or something uh it was it was just great to uh we we all you know because I, I i flew there i didn't get to be on the road trip part so it was great just all of us being together you know just the boys were in town and, and we got to all pile in and explore a little bit of fort lauderdale track down some food and uh, I believe we found ourselves at a TGI Fridays. I'll uh, pass it from there. I think Neil should take this one because we had a we had a pretty fun uh, conversation with a uh, waitress at this uh, this TGI Fridays trying to find a uh, a booze joint. Continuing our Florida doesn't give a fuck about anything escapades. While we're at the TGI Fridays, we come up with the idea. Well, shit, you know, we there's no alcohol. We can I mean we can get like drinks in the lobby at the hotel, but no, we want something to bring back to the room so we can just hang out and get away from everybody else. So we came up with the idea that uh, we would do fifty-fifty split. You know, we'd give every we we'd make sure that there was enough money with the people staying behind at the TGI Fridays who would wait, get the food, pay for the food, and then, you know, the other part of us would head out to find a liquor store and pick up some sake, because we figured, shit, it's Ryoko's drink of choice, we're here for Tenchi, we're at an anime convention, let's do it, like, let, let's get some Asian alcohol in this thing, let's, let's just do this thing. So, you know, we're trying to figure out where we're going to go, Exactly. And the waitress kind of overhears what's, what's going on. She's like, you know, why don't you guys just get drinks here? And we're like, no, 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 we're 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 leaving. You know, we're going to go to uh, back to the hotel. You know, we need something we can take back there. We're thinking about picking something up. And she just kind of looks at us real weird, just goes, because we asked her, like, do you know of any places? Do you know of any liquor stores around here? Because at the time we were trying to, like, you know, fiddling with our cell phones, like, shit, where's a good liquor store around here? Figuring maybe she'd know a good place. She just kind of goes, why don't you guys just go to Kmart? And we're just like, what? No. She says, so we're, we're sitting here with this look of complete disbelief on her face. Is like, okay, hang on. No, wait. K Kmart? She said Kmart? And she gets a little confused and she's like, how old are you guys? We're like, no. Age isn't the problem so much as it is. We're we're not from around here. Most of us are from directly up north, and those Kmart's don't have liquor stores. Kmart's are just you know a place you get clothes and some occasional food. Some you know it's a drugstore, but it's not a liquor store. They don't have that up here. And she just looks at us, just goes, "Shit, that's all we do down here is drink." And we we're just like, "Oh my god, Florida." It does not care once you're down there. I mean, that's it. All there's left to do is just to pickle yourself and fry it in the sun. So, uh, yeah, we split up, did half and half. 
Uh, we ended up not being able to find any sake, any places that had sake and stock in the immediate vicinity, and we were already wasting a lot of time. So the liquor run half of us shot back to TGI Fridays, picked everybody up, and then we dropped them off at the hotel. They went to go drop off Matt and Petraea's food and had the Om Daryl moment happen to them, while the rest of us continued as I had found a place while we were on the road that supposedly was very well stocked and had all manner of liquors and stuff and turns out well, they didn't really have any sake but we did get some pretty amazing japanese whiskey the amazake 12 which uh you know we'll, we'll go into that one a little bit but it wasn't a total bust but out you know, florida and its alcohol there are millions of liquor stores and somehow not a single one of them had any sake for shame you're, you're buying anime convention what's wrong with y'all Pi, why don't you tell us about the liquor we bought uh, it was a Yamazaki 12-year. We were looking all, all over this liquor store trying to find out if they had any sake. Because supposedly they had sake. Uh, we talked to the guys, and apparently they had no sake to be found. They tried to pawn us off on, what was it, peach wine or something? Plum wine. Fuck Plum that wine. shit. It w I mean, don't get me wrong. Itenshi has Momo as his lead character, peaches. So I was thinking, plum, peaches, wine. Uh, no, we need something harder than this. So we we just thumb through their collection of liquors, which they had some good stuff here and there. They they had my, they had my drink of choice, so choice. But again, we had a theme today, which was we were going to go Japanese liquor. We're at an anime convention. We're here for Tenshi. We had just met Petraea. We were freaking out. We we. Freaking out, man! So, we needed something good for this. So, we need something choice. So, we look around, and eventually we find these. There was a Yamazaki 12-year, but then they had the 18-year there, too. Yeah, they had 18. Yeah, it was like 120 bucks. Yeah, and I was like, I was debating myself. Uh, finally, we settled on the 12-year. And we got that and, bar and boxed it up, and we took it back to the hotel. I actually found out that... Uh... 12-year tends to go for around 80 bucks. 18-year goes for 250 on average. God damn. Jesus. They have a tier above that, the 25-year Yamazaki, their, their oldest regular vintage that they have. That bottle retails for a grand. Nope. Wow. It sounds delicious, though. Like, I sat there, my mouth watering every every second of it. I mean, the, the, here's the thing, though. The 12-year is incredible, uh, you know, for, for our liquor oh, fans yes, out yeah. there. If you have the opportunity, I would highly recommend it. It has incredible body. It has an immense amount of flavor. It tastes like it should be $100 more than it really is. It is, a, it is an intense brew, which we'll talk about in a bit. But it, it, it just... It, it tastes nice in the glass. It's very heavenly. It's got a beautiful, just fantastic bouquet aroma. Amazing aftertaste. Yeah, it was smooth as silk. I would probably be more drunk than Chuck was if that bottle was left to my left just to me. Yeah, more on that later. I think we're getting to later because I'm trying to remember what all we did. Cause, cause well, most... Please, please briefly tell us about I'm Daryl. We get the food, and it's me and Craze who go in there first because we're carrying all the food. And we got food for Matt and Patria and uh, Matt's wife. And we get it all down there. It's perfect. It's just the way they wanted it. And, uh, you know, Patria would tell us later that, you know, Matt was just talking about TGI Friday's uh, good burger that he had there before we got it. So it was perfect. And we walk in, and Daryl's there. And, of course, Daryl's looking at us. And 
you know, he does the thing where it's like, oh, where's my food? And we were like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry, Daryl. And we, we, we really did feel bad about it because here we are walking in with like two bags of food for Matt and Patria and Daryl's just like, and this is where the, this is where the joke comes from. And I said this to everybody, uh, we're giving them food and he's just like, I'm Daryl. And so <laughs> that became a reoccurring joke and theme throughout the con. But, uh, after that, we headed back up to the room for a very educational experience. Oh, education. So educational. My queen. Yes, for those of you who recognize the quotes, we did indeed watch Golden Boy, a true gem of the 1990s. Some of us haven't seen uh, some of Some of y'all haven't seen it, which amazed me. I mean, I watched the whole thing way back in, like, eighth grade. <laughs> so, it was definitely something to uh, to go back through that one again, but man, it's 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 just stupid funny. Uh, it was it was it was probably one of the best decisions we could have made for something to sit down and watch together that night. No kidding, that was well, my virgin uh, viewing of it. I had no idea. I heard a little bit about it before, but my God, Doug Smith makes that. I mean, if you ever want, like, you know, if, if somebody ever said, you know, somebody ever talking like, oh, like, you know, dubs or crap, like, you know. Whip out Golden Boy. I mean, oh my God! I and strangely enough, like it, it that was the perfect thing for us to do because we all went back to the room, and it was just this way to unwind because you know there's this the stress of getting there uh, and, and meeting and, and talking with uh, Patria and Matt. And it was great and fetching him some food and all. It was all great stuff, but like that was just the perfect way to to unwind because you know that's a big thing you're like oh my god i'm meeting meeting matt and patria and oh my god and all this and stuff this was just like it was as if we all lived on the same floor in a dorm or something and we were just getting together for another friday night of hey boys let's let's watch something let's let's bust out uh bust out the good whiskey what do you guys want to watch let's watch golden boy tonight and uh that was one of the most fun things i've ever done period guys i mean that was that was so much fun <laughs> Yeah, seconded, because I hadn't really sat down and watched anime with someone since I was in college, which was 2002, and Golden Boy was actually introduced to me during my time at my first university when I got my bachelor's degree, and to watch it with you guys and get just sit back, sip on some whiskey, uh, munch on TGI Fridays the entire time, goddamn, that was good shit. I, I, I'd do that again in a heartbeat. The one exception to that was we all watched... And got through Golden Boy, but about four episodes through Golden Boy, somebody was gone. Yeah, I was, Chuck. I was, I was uh, enjoying the whiskey a bit too much, so I don't remember too much after that. But apparently, I was making lots of Space Battleship Yamato references, which sounds like me. It's not we're, really any different than normal. We're it's sitting there, peppy. and we're sitting there, and I don't remember if it was who or uh, Pi that had said, or maybe this was after the fact, but I just remember somebody saying. What, what, who has the bottle? Chuck has the bottle. And everybody else had kind of gotten through two, and they were kind of like, oh, okay, you know, they're feeling it. And Chuck's like, three, four, and it was just like, Chuck's, and as, as much as we make fun of him for it, that's exactly what it was. It was, hey guys, you know that bicycle? Bicycles were invented by Space Battleship Yamato. There was actually an episode where he mentions the sinking of the Yamato. I think it was episode Four with the swimsuit, with the uh, swimming episode. Because they mentioned my ass, they show it on screen. And then uh, after Golden Boy finished, we decided to you know start up the two, the first or second episode of Ava, uh, because who had not seen it? And 
Chuck was gone. Like, gone, gone. Like, every time a cross would pop up, he'd wave his hand and say, Symbolism! And to, just to put things in perspective, I had two glasses at that point. And, uh, I mean, the, stu- the, the beautiful part about the Yamazaki 12 is that it starts off making you feel really good. Like, it is a clean, heavenly buzz. And then it hits and then you like an 18-wheeler. It fucking does. Like, it's, oh my god, it fucking destroyed me. Well, it didn't destroy me, destroy me, but it was, it was, it was starting to feel it. So like I was leaning back in my pillow, like, all right, buckle up. We're, we're going in for the ride. Like as soon as we got about five minutes into the first Ava episode, I was starting to feel that motherfucker. It was great though. Like it, it felt fantastic. So if I only had two and Chuck had four and finished pies, I just imagine the kind of hell that he was going through at that point. Now, the now the reason that I bring that we all bring up Chuck being drunk like this and you know the Yamazaki 12 is we all say our our good nights we get ready to go to bed after the second episode of Ava and we're all you know we've got the room set up in this really weird setup and Chuck is sleeping on the floor on an air mattress and I'm a really light sleeper like somebody can snap their fingers in the room and I'm up and all I remember is I remember Chuck getting up and going to the bathroom and I'm sitting and I'm laying there I'm like oh yeah I'm just laying there because it's like whatever it's the next day and I hear the toilet flush three or four times and I'm like oh that's that's interesting and then I hear like a sloshing sound and I'll, I'll never forget this because when you hear when whenever you say something you know, you hear somebody say, usually in a jovial manner, or in a manner that's not, that's much more positive. This was the first time I've ever heard, you know, I, this was this was true disgust. I hear, fuck. Shit, fuck. And at this so, point... Yeah, so for, for, those, for those not paying attention, I was in there splashing some cold water on my face, because the room was spinning, I was, I, was getting a bit, I was getting a bit nauseous, and I was like, okay, I need to go to bed now. So I get in there, I'm, I go to the bathroom, I get ready to get back out, and I freaking toilet clogs. Like, again, my, my, my wonderful, wonderful technological deficiencies, everything I touch breaks, and that does not even include electronics, apparently, it includes toilets. And so toilet clogs, and I'm in there, like dead to the world, trying to fix this damn thing. So I'm flushing it every once in a while, trying to. And eventually, the whole thing just like says nope, and water all over the floor. And so I'm just so pissed because I'm, I'm barely alive at this point. I just want to go to bed. I want to sleep this thing off, and water all over the floor. So I'm losing it, and eventually I just give up and just walk out and. Just, just, just angry at everything. It was just so funny. Apparently, afterwards, after the fact, it wasn't funny at the time for me. But I'm glad I was able to entertain everyone else in the room. And uh, I know that Crazed actually had said something to Chuck when he was going back to lay on the ground, and Chuck just completely ignored him. He's just like, "Fuck this! I'm going back to bed." And that's the kicker. Is apparently now I'm hearing in hindsight going interesting the way. No one told there's no, the chain of communication. No one told Craze that the cruise control was broke because I, I I like patiently wait my turn in the morning wondering what the holdup is, you know. But I'm like, okay, that, whatever, that's fine. But you know, that was that was the issue. So I finally go in there. I'm like, okay, and you know, just walking in, not looking, and and I'm wearing my uh, sweats or whatever I was sleeping in. And it's just splosh, and I'm like, uh, 
guys, the toilets overflow and like in like Dagon and Crazed and Chuck, everyone was like, Oh yeah, the toilets clogged. And I was just I was just like, the toilets clogged. Everyone knew it, but but nobody passed that on. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I actually said something to you, but you still had your earplugs in. I said, who are you going to the bathroom? And you just got up and walked in anyway. I said, well, he's going to figure it out in two seconds when he steps See, on the I'm floor. Yeah, earplugs. Oh, man, this is the first I knew. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, they, they work. They work. I didn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> but, man, that was so great when I woke up. Because I, I woke up just after fuck shit fuck happened, so I didn't know what was going on. I wake up, I'm the closest one to the bathroom door, so I wake up, first thing I see is Chuck with a pissed off look on his face at the foot of the bed where he had just come out of the bathroom. I'm like, Chuck, what happens? Everything okay? He does not even look at me, just walks right by me and gets back on that air mattress and throws everything over top of his head. The world was crashing in on me at that point, I had no time for fr fr frivolity. And then uh, pretty much at that point, me and Crazed went downstairs, got a hold of housekeeping, and uh, at that point, I just said, well, guys, I'm going down and getting breakfast. And then that's what I did. I think uh, we, we did as, uh, as well. I think, uh, I think it was Neil and Crazed, I recall. Uh, we caught up with you, Dagon, and uh, we actually put on pretty nice uh, breakfast slash brunch. It was nice, and... Um, and uh, if I'm not skipping too far ahead, anyone can fill in with their own. But I recall, uh, you know, I went back up and it's kind of like you guys were doing something. And I was like, I want to, you know, see how Chuck's doing. You know, he, he was, uh, <laughs> you know, partying hard last night. And so uh, what a trooper, you know, that would have put me out for the day, which is why I had to uh, I had to restrain myself from the night before. But uh, but Chuck gets up and around, you know, about uh, a little after noon you know after lunchtime and i'm like uh i'm not even thinking what time it is i'm like hang in there buddy i'm like yeah, let, let's go get you they got a good breakfast downstairs let's go let's go downstairs and so it's me pie and chuck chuck's like okay all right and and we go down and uh unfortunately it's like then we look i look at my clock it's like one o'clock and it's like oh yeah they, they they've closed the breakfast down darn it well yeah, I was at breakfast actually, so I think you. I might think. Have been well, I else. thought you came with. It's just you and me, really? man. Oh, okay. It was, I, I apologize. Yep. I apologize because I because I had eaten as well, but I'm like I was just like oh, I'll go with you, Chuck. And so that was the first point I remember, is where this started. This is where it started getting, you know, where yet again I'm like, oh, this couldn't get better. Well, it did in a weird way, but it's weird because I've never had it before. But it was awesome. So we go to this thing and we're starstruck, like, oh my god, you know. Man, Patria Hero, oh my god, oh my god. Being the raving fangirls that we are, you know, right? So me and Chuck are, are down there, and I remember, like, uh, th this was uh, cosplayer, Rachel. Uh, fantastic, fantastic real cosplay. So her, and her hubby was uh, was Dandy, uh, had a rockin' pompadour. It was awesome. But anyway, so we walked by, and we were, like, in our shirts and stuff, and she turns around and, like, looks at us, and she's like, are you, are you, you, you guys are the Tenji cast? And I'm just like, I guess we are, and 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 so she she goes on to say like, oh, you you guys, I've I've, I've listened to I've listened to your cast for a long time. I've listened to them all, and I I listen to them when I'm at work. And you guys, it's it's great stuff. I love listening to it. Thanks for doing that, you guys. And and I'm I'm, a, I'm such a huge fan. And and I was I just I just had this overwhelming moment like Yosha. That's the best compliment I've ever had. I'm like people do listen. I mean we you know we 
you know on the internet with you know subscriber counts and some comments and and we appreciate it over the years we we sincerely do but th this just you know slapped me in the face like this is real you know like there's there's obviously there's fellow fans and there's people that um enjoy what we do and appreciate it and that meant the world to me and so we were so we took pictures of her cosplay we were chatting we were talking hugged she's 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 just she's about the nicest person you'll ever meet so that was that was where you know and that was basically like the start of my day two and the first night i wasn't even there for the full day it was just i had come in during the night so at this point, I'm just thinking, are you kidding me? This is like, this is like the best thing. Ever. This is like the best weekend ever. Yeah, we got yeah. to meet her as well. She came upstairs shortly after she ran into you guys, and she got to meet the other half of the ten she cast. Great, great to meet, by the way. I was very glad that we got to uh, to run into you there. And um, yeah, it was it was just that that was kind of that moment. Like, we we know people listen, we know people appreciate, but that was the first time where it really hit us. Like. We're we're being recognized as the Tenshi cast people. Like people, people know who we are. I've never had something like that before. So that was just that was kind of weird. Like, oh my god, that became a recurring theme too. Because every time, just about every panel that everyone attended, or that some contingent of Tenshi uh, Tenshi forum attended, uh, someone would point over. It's like there's the Tenshi guys over there, and especially it was pointed every time we met, were on one of Matter Petraea's pan panels. They did the same thing. They said there's the Tenshi guys right over there, and they do this, that, and the other. And I'm like, oh my. I mean, we. He... You know, it's hard to explain to people, you know, we can say it, but to truly get that kind of feeling that you have. We were basically many celebrities there. Mo most everybody on the staff knew who we were. The guests, the guests especially knew who we were. And we'll get to that, you know, a little bit more uh, as we're talking. But it was just, it was surreal because there was somebody who we met. And I don't remember this person's name, but if you like us on Facebook, sir, obviously you follow the podcast. He came up to us and, you know, was saying like, hey, I love this, you know, this particular podcast episode you did. And, you know, was saying a few lines from it. We talked with him and it was just like, it was surreal. Yeah, to have someone actually come up to me at a con and, like, literally quote a line that I had said in a Tenshi cast was an unreal moment. It's like, I've just been quoted by a fan. Well, that's probably what it felt like for Matt and Petraea as well, because one thing Matt and Petraea mentioned in, a in at least one of the panels, maybe two of their panels, is that, again, they did, went in the booth, did the lines, and that's all they saw. They were, they were, and they, typically they were in the booth by themselves, except for that first OVA episode where Matt and Petraea tried to do it together, and it was a train wreck, so they did it separately. Matt even said that he doesn't remember many of the lines he did, but he remembers that one line, Ryoko is for you! And everyone, of course, squeed the minute he did that. But it's probably the same thing. I mean, someone will walk up to Matt and probably quote something he did from one of the films, and Matt's go like, yeah, I probably did that. So our original plan, when we had, uh, when Who and Craze, and I mean, really, we had all had the plan, but when they had confronted Matt and Patria, uh, the idea was to, you know, hey, say, you know, we'll we'll buy you a drink, why don't you... Uh, we're going out to dinner. We wanted to go out to a sushi place, you know, keep it in theme with an anime convention. And we'll take you guys out. You know, we'll have a good time. And, uh, oh, but uh, uh, before we could do that, um, we had a panel, obviously, as you can also see on uh, the YouTube channel. It was a panel about what you don't know in Tenshi Muyo. And, again, going into this panel, we thought, oh, okay, we're going to talk about some cool things. You know, we showed people I, and as you'll see... Uh, everybody loved it. Everybody loved Ai Tenchi Muyo, and 
We talked about the Tokyo Omake special, which again, everybody loved. That that video was a, and that panel was a phenomenal success, but one of the most cool, one of the coolest parts about that was the, uh, the Hasegawa part of it, and I'll let Neil take over for that one. So for those in the audience who are unaware, you know, we do the translation things here at Tenchi Forum. Uh, when I got here, I discovered for the first time ever that there were a series of Tenchi light novels at all, and uh, that only a handful of them had been basically summarized in long form. And there was a whole collection of them written by uh, Nooko Hasegawa, who was the script writer for OVA1, that had never been translated at all. And I thought this was wrong. You know, I, I love books. I love reading. I love writing. And I just didn't make any sense to me. I was like, okay, these, these, there's a lot of them. There's 13 of these things. One of which was based off of daughter or what, what would eventually become daughter of darkness was the other way around. They actually, she wrote the novel first and then it became the movie daughter of darkness. It was, it was basically like, Yes, like the, I, I need to know what these things say. Started this crazy project to figure, you know what? Let's 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 do this. Let's get some people together and do it. Eventually, we did actually bear fruit with the first novel that she published in 1993 called Hexagram of Love, and we had originally put it out in summer of this year. You can you can go and check out the version that's currently available right now. Uh, I'm currently working on redoing the novel to uh, address some of the concerns that were uh, expressed. Some people did enjoy it, and I'm, I'm glad everybody who did enjoy it has. But some people thought that it could be a little more polished, and I agree completely. So I set apart, set upon the task of rewriting things. And as it so happened, I threw out the idea of, hey, what if I take a segment that I've rewritten and give it to Matt and Petraea and have them read it aloud at our panel in character? And we thought, shit, can't hurt to ask. So I cut out a part of the book that only featured those two and rewrote it and went a little overboard. I ended up doing four printed pages of text. Uh, but, you know, I was I was just so excited. Like, you know, Craze and I had destroyed ourselves trying to get this thing done. You know, it had already been talked about. We, uh, we Our work was featured on the Did You Know Anime Tenchi Muyo episode, which Petraea also had been uh, contacted to help for, which was really nice to uh, to have her talk about it then. But to have her actually read something from the novel aloud was, you know, that was next level of the dream. And of course, having Matt in there as Tenchi himself was, you know, extra to, to, to add to make it even crazier. So we handed it to them. Uh, you know, we explained obviously what we wanted to do. And uh, you know, they were interested, so we handed them uh, copies of the script that we printed out just moments before we hit the road. And uh, you know, they were down for it. So when we uh, when we were at the panel, we did a brief, you know, small little part of the panel was talking about the novels that were translating them, what their significance is to the fandom, which is to say, rather huge. And then we had Matt Miller and Patria Burchard take the stage like inches away from me i was trying really hard not to just like explode with giddiness here reading 
this novel, reading parts of this novel. Now, they only read the dialogue part, so it kind of ended up sounding dirtier than the scene intended. But it made it funny. Like, they played it off really well, and the audience loved it. But it, it gave people what they wanted to hear, a very intense, somewhat romantically inclined moment between Tenchi and Ryoko. And Matt and Petraea played it off very well. They, you know... They hop into their characters like it's like it's nothing. But there was that fun fact that they have never performed together in public as their characters. And they only ever performed together in the studio once. And it was considered a failure and they had to redo it in separate booths. So we had we had a groundbreaking moment for the the English side of the fandom there and uh you know I don't know how Craze feels about it but I, I get a little flustered when I think like yeah, holy shit our work actually resulted in that that's that's crazy man it's like we said earlier in this podcast that just happened you know to have the the uh, novel translation brought up in that did you know anime video and have Patria narrate it, her talk about what we did that was just amazing. I, I'd never thought that would have happened. And me and Neil had, like he said, we'd, we'd made the joke before about, man, what if we could get them to narrate some of this? And then when uh, we found out about Chibi Pa and them two being together, we we're like, okay, we got to make this happen. And then it did happen. Matt and Patria reading as Tenshi and Ryoko reading from the novel that we had translated for weeks on end. It would, I get the warm fuzzies every time I think about it. I know that. Start feeling the vapors. And, you know, it's also interesting to note, and this is something you'll also see in the video, is uh, at one point during the uh, the panel, my camera died because, unfortunately, I mean, I was recording stuff back-to-back that day and I did not have time to charge it. So, at one point... Pi actually gave the camera to Patria. So Patria is recording our panel at some point, which you'll see in the video. And it's just, you know, again, the theme of did this really just happen? That panel went fantastic. People were into it. They asked us questions. Uh, when we got done, everybody was, you know, asked, you know, it was, oh my God, you're this, you're that. We want to help you with this. I have this cool song. There was a guy who did a great Daughter of Darkness song. Uh, and then we presented Matt and Patria with the wood burnings that I had uh, made, or I had made from my friend uh, who does something, uh, is very gifted at doing that. He's at uh, Plasma Pyrography at or dot .com. I'll throw in a link. And uh, they were they were ecstatic about that. And Matt would end up carrying that around for the rest of the panel or the rest of the con. And it was just. It was unreal. It was unreal. But that's only the panel. So now to kind of get back to what we were talking about before with dinner, we're all on cloud nine. This panel, you know, comparing this panel to our first panel is like comparing the room to the Godfather. It was unreal. So we go down and we're like, all right, let's see. Let's see. We want to go to a sushi joint. Let's see if we can get, you know, Matt and Patria. Because the first time we had done it, there when that's when we got the TGI Friday because there was a little bit of miscommunication. Well, Matt and his wife and Daryl, they kind of just wanted to. I'm Daryl. They kind of just wanted to, uh, you know, just stay at the bar. They just wanted to get drinks. And then of course we extended the opening to On and Nova from the Ocular Project, and they kind of just wanted drinks. But Patria was all on board, so. We have to scramble because the place that we got uh, originally found 
was called Hayashi's, which of course, you know, if you're a Tenchi fan, hardcore fan, Hiroki Hayashi, Hayashi's, you know, you have to go there. Unfortunately, that was an hour away, so we scrambled to find a sushi place that would be good and we could get to quickly. And we're trying to think of the logistics of cabs, and then it ends up that Patria is the only one who wanted to go with us. And so we're talking to Patria, and we're like, well, you know, uh, maybe uh, we're not sure how much cab fare is. We, you know, we can help pay for cab fare. She's like, well, what did you guys drive down in? Like, well, we drove down in a van. She's like, I'm sure it can fit one more. Holy crap, Patria Burchard is driving with us and is going with us to this place, which Sake Thai and Sushi in Hollywood, Florida. Place looks like crap on the outside, but on the inside, amazing. Amazing Sushi Thai and all-around Japanese place. It was, it was phenomenal. But that's, it gets even better. So we're sitting in there. And we all, we all decide we want some sake, so we get some sake, but then me and Chuck are like, well, Chuck, maybe we're going to, maybe we're going to share the sushi boat. And then we're trying to figure out what everybody else wants. We're like, oh, well, maybe, maybe we'll get the, we'll get boat number two, which is a little bit bigger. We end up getting everybody, all of us, minus Patria, uh, we get this gigantic hundred dollar sushi boat. This thing is a, it is literally a boat that they built and put in the middle of the table. Oh, that's and under sailed in with sushi, all right. It literally, we, but what gets even better is we're sitting down, and we're talking, we're having a good time, everybody's drinking. On and Nova from the Ocura Project show up, and they're like, hey, we, told, we, we decided to come and, you know, have a good time, and those guys were, those guys were awesome. Nova and On are the coolest people, and it was just like the party was hopping, and we had... Lots of fantastic discussion, but I'll I'll let somebody else uh, talk about their experience at the dinner. I'll just uh, say this, but lead up to it and then let people have at it. Because like you said, it was multiple conversations and, and it was popping. And it was, and it was, it was great. We have a great time, great food. Um, I just had a, a crazy moment because I went back and, and I don't remember why, but just for goose and giggles, like the other day, I went back and I watched our video, Tenchi Takes Otakon. And we're, we're in the car and we make the joke at some point because we got a GPS. And of course, as anyone knows that those GPS, you often have uh, you, you have some smooth talking lady voice telling you in 1.3 miles, turn right. And uh, we're like and somehow we're like, oh, if so and so did it, oh, so and so. And then we're like, hey, what if uh, what if Patria did that? Wouldn't that be awesome? We're like and we had a great laugh about it. Flash forward a year. <laughs> There's no way, if I were to tell myself back in time, there's no way I would have believed myself, even if I saw myself time traveling. Wouldn't believe myself. Like, this time, on the way there, we're making jokes and stuff. Can't remember everything that was said, but one of them was uh, with the GPS. And Patria, like, makes the, we make the joke, like, hey, have you ever thought of doing this? Like, she had brought up, she's like, you know, that that's, I would imagine that'd be a pretty good gig. I mean, you know, what do you guys think? We're like... We're wondering, do we tell her we've actually we've actually thought about this in the past? Like, you know, you have no idea. But we were just like, yeah, yeah, you I could I suppose I could see you doing that. <clears throat> Not that I've thought about that before. It's hard to just completely wrap your mind around this. You know, as again, the theme was, did that just happen? Because we went from going just as a fan group to we took literally half the guests of Chibi Paw out to dinner and everybody had a phenomenal time drinking, eating good food. It was, and of course, as you can see on the Facebook, the picture that we all took, it was, 
It was unreal. Oh, the food was delicious. The sake as well. There, there was a little bit of a story with the sake as well. They had several different brands of sake, which, considering the fact that we botched being able to get sake on Friday night, we were determined we were going to get sake on Saturday night. And we certainly did. Uh, eventually, we settled on the Mu sake, which Mu is the same character that is uh, listed in Tenshi Muyo. So we had, we had the Mu sake, and it was... It was divine as well. It was. It definitely didn't hit you as hard as the uh, as the whiskey did the previous night, but it was. It was just a smooth. Tasted really nice. It was a chilled sake as opposed to a warm sake, which is a difference for me. Most of the sake I've ever had has been warm. I put you on to some of that. Uh, some of that hot Ozeke sake. It wasn't too bad, was it, Chris? It wasn't too bad. Pretty decent. Yeah, but uh, that was the first time I had ever had sake before, and. Uh, Nil, or not Nil, uh, who had gotten some of the uh, hot sake, and everybody else had gotten the cold, and uh, I got to try a little of both, and after trying both, I think I do prefer the hot to the cold. Yes! You know, and we're, we're all winding down, or not necessarily winding down, but things start to get a little bit serious, and, you know, to have the night kind of capstoned by Ryoka herself asking you, what about Tenchi Muyo? Like, why Tenchi Muyo? What was so special about it? It's just like, you know, we, we can sit here and we can talk about a lot of different things and, and, you know, about the journey and everything, but it's moments like that that go from being just like a really cool experience that you had to, you know, in my personal opinion, I don't know how sappy everybody else is going to get, but that, that was something that like personally defined my life. Like this was something that I started doing five years ago. And to have and to get to this point is just like I, I, I would have never. It's like who said like I, if you would have told me that back then, I would have laughed like dude, no way, no way in the world like that'll never happen. Fuck if you take me if you take me back to 1997 when I first got into Tenshi when I was in still when I was still in high school before I even got into college I was I remember buying the DVD, the VHS tapes before DVD was really a thing, and if you told me. That the boy, the woman who voices one of my favorite characters in all an animation, I would be sitting eating sushi with her, drinking sake with her, and she would ask me why Tenshi. I would not have believed believed you any day of the week when I was 17 years old. No way. Even crazier was, you know, she was she was into the conversation with everybody at that point. Like, you know, she was talking with with who. Is talking a little bit with Ana and Nova about some things. Obviously, talking to Chuck and uh, Dagon because she's known those guys and and who for many a year. But you know, it's, it was you know one of the that that moment when she turns and you know asks me. She's like, "So you were at my writing panel, and you know, I want to hear. I want to hear about what you do exactly, like what you what you have to to say in your writing." And that was that was one of those moments for me where you know. I never uh, meeting them. Yes, that's that's something that I figured that's not an impossibility. But actually sitting there and having a conversation with her about the kinds of things that I find important enough to talk about and make my my life's work was just like, whoa. And then, you know, after we talked about that and she talked a little bit with Pi about his stuff as well to, to go from that and already feeling like you know, Jesus, this this is way crazier than I ever could have imagined it. Yes, this just happened, as our theme continues, to have that bomb dropped where she just kind of looks up and just kind of scans the table and just goes, why Tenchi? 
And we all had to sit there and think about it for a minute and just took our turns explaining to her, like, why the show was the way it was. Like, truth is stranger than fiction, man. Like, you can't make this up. In a way, it did feel kind of Hollywood. It felt greater than Hollywood because it was actually happening. And every single one of us at that table kind of understood all at once, like, you know how crazy it is that we're here in the first place? And do you realize just how crazier it just got with her, with Ryoko, the voice of, of the character sitting here asking us this question? My God, man. Well, I was at loss for words. I mean, how do I wrap up something that I've spent over 15 years of my life uh, studying, dissecting, uh, trying to understand, trying to theorize and speculate about? How do I wrap all of that uh not only not only academic uh, bu- uh, understanding of the series, but also just my my love of the series, of the characters, of how these the, these these different personalities have been have affected my uh, maturation from age seventeen to age thirty four. To the very woman who gave one of those characters life in this in in this this side of the pond, I I don't think my words the words that I chose even did it credit. I don't think any words I could have chose at that particular moment could have given credit. As sappy as that sounds. No, this was uh, this this. It, it's weird how I o- only had to get some distance to really appreciate it because I mean I was just enjoying every second that I was in it and experiencing it, and I can't believe it. It's uh, this will be a uh, this will be a jewel that I will hang on to, um, no matter how many years go by, and you know whenever I whenever I need to summon it to remember good times with good people and uh th- th- this was like like boss man said you know um if you were to if you if you if, if you give me a microphone on this i could i could i won't i won't bore everyone but i i i, I was I, i'm absolutely afterwards too i was as as sappy as uh, as maple tree about it I, you know i was just, absolutely this was uh you know, it wasn't ju- it wasn't just about checking off a list or oh we did a panel, oh we did a con, oh we met up or you know this and that. Like everything pretty much, well aside from the comical things we mentioned, but really everything pretty much went off without a hitch. Thankfully, so it, it, yeah, it was just entirely emotional, you know, and and uh, in in ways that I have difficulty articulating. So just like everybody here said in their own individual way. It was kind of a long and often uphill climb to to get to get there, but so worth it, a thousand times over worth it. So we we stagger back to our hotel room and uh, just kind of wind down and again go over that that similar feeling of what was going on and uh, kind of just taking it all in. And you know, I I know at one point the sentiment was. You know, could this be Groundhog Day? Could we just like that? Is tomorrow really the last day? Is all of this build up, all of these amazing things that have happened, is the last day really then really here? But we woke up, and uh, the last thing that we had to do on the list of things to do was the Q and A, or really the Matt and Patria panel, basically Q and A. Uh, and you know, this this was again a very momentous occasion because this is the first time that they were at a con together. And again, you can see the panel itself on our YouTube channel. And uh, I was just, it was just, again, soaking it all, soaking it all up. 
I will say though, uh, one of the things as we uh, we kind of go into this is we were we talk we can talk about the dealer's room a little bit. Oh, the dealer's room was fun. We ended up uh, finding Pi ended up finding a uh, an Iaka figure that he has put pictures up of on the forum. That was a cool find. Completing his set. I also thank you, Dagon, for fronting that because uh, you you were my hero. And then, uh, of course, me and Crazed got a particular member of our forum, a particular movie set on Blu-ray and DVD. Bastard. They deserve the, the, it. The, the guilt, I feel. And the love-hate continues between me and Crazed, because the son of a bitch bought me a limited-edition Sailor Moon set. Now you gotta buy all of them. Indeed. Need all Indeed. the coins. He started something that is going to, uh, going to be with me for a very long time. And, I, and of course, I got... A Japanese banjo kazooie, and so of course, I don't even notice this. You know, as we, you know, jumping ahead a little bit before we get back, but you know, as we're leaving and we're getting food at a gas station to fill up, I ended up grabbing Code Red, Mountain Dew, and it's just like, oh look at that! I remember a Cards Against Humanity game where somebody won by me picking banjo kazooie and Code Red Mountain Dew. It's fate. Nice. Oh, all yes. part of the plan. Let's uh, let's talk about that uh, gas station real quick, shall we, Neil? I mean, we we can get to that. We haven't quite left just yet. Well, there's one thing we're thinking for the dealer's room because the the place where we found the Iaka figure was loaded to the gills with vintage figures from numerous series, and I was squeeing. You guys had to peel me away from that guy. I think you probably would have spent your entire bank account there if we hadn't just done something to pull you away. I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy had fucking vintage G1 Transformers. And for those of you who aren't aware, that is kind of my other big fandom is Tenchi's, Tenchi's my first love. Transformers is not that far behind. And they had G1 Megatron. They had G1 Soundwave. I was looking at that, that case drooling going, do you take plastic? And the guy said, no. And I was like... Oh, my, you could see my, my my heart shatter in that moment, and then I start the gears start turning. How could I possibly make this work? I must have something. I must precious, yes. Uh, I just start figuring out, trying to figure out how to make this work. So through many machinations, needless to say, I did walk away with a transformer before this that, that day was over. We had a lot of goodbyes there. Uh... <laughs> you know, the last thing we did before we left was the uh, the Matt and Patria combo panel. Which was the last thing that we were going to do before we packed up and shipped out. And of course, obviously, there were just a ton of Tenchi fans there. And uh, you know, it was it was fantastic to get to rerun into some of them before we got to leave. And you know, say our goodbyes to them. You know, you know, all of them very thankful for the stuff that we've done, getting, getting to say goodbye to Matt and Petraea, all of us getting a nice little farewell hug from Petraea as well. A lot of, a uh, lot of, lot of very emotional feelings going on there because it was like, you know, that that was the instance where we realized, like, that's it. Like, other than the, the uh, hilariously long trip home, we're pretty much done. And uh, you know, it was uh, that was that moment where I was I was kind of in the bathroom and I was holding the hole back some tears a little bit. Like I, I can't I can't even break down when they're not here. Like I just I gotta stay strong because I knew it was coming to a close. But you know, it was uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Definitely um, just just one of those moments, man. Just definitely got to throw a thank you to everybody who came to the panel. Wanted to throw shouts again to uh, Rachel and her husband. Did we ever get his name? Rachel's husband. Dandy. Yeah, it's Dandy. Rachel's husband. Well, we also had Jessica uh, throw a lot of a lot of love that way because she was also the 
the founder of the DeviantArt page for uh, Tenshi, Tenshi fans as well. Yeah, Jessica and Ryan, they were there at that panel, so we got to say goodbye to them as we were wrapping up everybody. Um, to all the all the people we ran into, uh, to the guy in the front of the room, oh, what was his name? Dario. Yeah, Dario. Uh, when we uh, <laughs> this this guy was so enthusiastic. You'll see it in the panel video where he's just like, "How can I give my soul to you guys?" Like he was he was a very enthusiastic guy. I had a pleasure. It was very fun talking to him as well. Uh, thank you, sir, for for that. Um, these all the fans that we ran into, all the people who recognized us, all the people who didn't get to run into or talk to us on and, and Nova as well, because they were very cool people. And we're really glad that they decided to join us at uh, the, the sushi place on Saturday. It was a lot of a lot of people who weren't just in this room talking right now who were involved that helped made that weekend something special so i, I wanted to make sure that i acknowledged as many people's names i could possibly remember and everybody else in there too you know it wouldn't have been it would have still been amazing but it wouldn't have nearly been as amazing without those of you who we talked to and you know thank you for being there and the staff of uh, Chibi Paw as well for hosting it Indeed, there was, you know, a lot of thank yous that go out to all, again, all the good people who went to the panels, all of the staffers, you know, uh, Deb, the person who runs it, because originally our panel was in run one room, and then there was another panel in the other, and she had to switch it like an hour before, and things were getting down to, you know, crunch time, and it ended up working out for the better, and it was just, it was... It was it was a phenomenal experience, you know, even even here, even talking an hour, two hours, three hours, days about this this experience in this convention, you still I, I still feel like there are no words that can really explain all of it, encapsulating the feeling that happened while we were there. And it was uh, and of course, I, I said it in private and I'll, I'll say it here. I want to thank all of you guys for being a part of that and you know being tenchi forum and us being tenchi forum and making that happen yeah problem boss that's what we're here for uh, we here we're here all of us are here because we chose to be here that this was the place that actually was lighting the fire for tenchi and kept the fire burning until it came back and baby it's back as yeah, um it was uh, it was outstanding to get to meet everybody and share that weekend and just kind of you know do this thing. So this is my first con I've ever been to too. So I was really grateful that it was such a small one. But also like I, I could go to Otakon, I go to fucking Anime Expo. It's not even gonna come close to the experience that I had at Chibi Pa. And you know it wasn't just the guests, but it was it was these guys that helped make it that way. And uh, you know it's. it's impossible to replicate indeed which indeed. brings us to our own farewells as sadly we did have to separate and ship out our separate ways shortly after their panel had finished definitely not quite as enthusiastic going as it was coming obviously but uh we went out to uh some nice gas station food and uh timpani of evangelion sending us on the road I'm thankful that uh, uh, things aligned to where not just leaving the hotel because um, when we had that moment where we all got together and we were like, you know, well, well done, gentlemen, and adios, and until next time, and yet, you know, and there's that lingering moment where, you know, like nobody wanted to leave, but eventually uh, you uh, four 
turned and went your way, and uh, and so I'm glad Pi was with me to be like, come on, man, just just turn around and go. It's it's too painful. It's like a bandaid. Just just do it quick. And so we uh, we get, you know we got on the shuttle, and I was I was glad we could I could have somebody with me. And I got Pi to talk to on the way there, and uh, it ended up like at one point or another, it was either one of ours or the others um on our layovers or, or both at one point they got delayed so we're we're just chatting it up and catching up on i in the uh in in the in the airport and then pi has to go well you know oh, farewell goodbye pi this was great and then uh we actually meet up again totally un- had no idea in dallas and um both of our flights i think but especially mine got delayed like by a huge amount i got into uh back home like four in the morning the next day like way way off schedule but but it was great that uh pi ended up being there and and uh we had like two hours or three hours to kill and so we just found the closest um it was like a a chilies or something like that and we just got to get a meal and have some drink. Oh, the plane fuckery was real that entire trip. Uh, I mean, I didn't get to talk about my flight over, but then again, it was very uneventful. However, the flight back, I mean, who and I sat around in the airport at uh, Florida for a while. We caught up. I showed him a couple episodes. I watched him squee because it was delightful to watch it. We hadn't subbed those episodes yet. They were raw Japanese. So here we are, me me and who, at a table in an airport on the post security side uh here we are huddled around my laptop like like two cavemen uh struggling for warmth and here we are watching i tenchi episodes 33 and 34 and we're like dude what about this we could think about this what if it's a show world what if about this and we had all these this intellectual discussion about what the fuck was going on in the show and we that speculation continued until who had to board his plane first and i was like i'll see you around who bye my friend, come, come, come back here. No, uh, he got on his plane. And then eventually about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, hour later, I get on my plane. I fly over there. And we, you know, we've, we had already ch- exchanged tickets and said, hey, well, okay, we'll be here and here and here. Well, would it be great if on the other side we happen to coincide and be in the same place for, uh, for a part of the layover? Well, as Kismet would have, I fly in. Whose plane has been delayed by like two, three hours? Mine got delayed as well as for a couple for another hour or so. So I, I text who is like, hey who? I'm here in Dallas. Where the hell are you? And I'm, he's like, I'm in a Chili's. Okay, let's do this. I go over there. We sit down. We talk writing over over beer. He's already finished his burger. I get a burger, and we chat back and forth for a good bit of time. And then we look down at the watch. It's like, god damn, we have so much time to fucking kill. What are we gonna I do? I remember. <laughs> <laughs> this might have been earlier on, but the way we had so much time and not having to deal with the medium of, you know, like posts and the internet, which I mean, it's great to have to help with those distances. But since we were right there, you know, the exchange of ideas and building off of things was just like at a accelerated rate, the likes of which we had never had before with, with Tenchi stuff. So, so at one point, <laughs> and then things got goofy where we're in, you know, this crowded terminal waiting and there's people all around we don't care though we got it on our laptop and we're watching i don't remember if it's episode 33 34 or something but it was the raw yeah we had no subs yet and we and we it it was the one where um i remember we started with the one where uh benny is on the roof and tenchi comes up and we just each of us picks a character 
and we're and we're dubbing it improving as we're going i think this was like our second or third viewing so we weren't like because at first we wanted to just see it oh my god what's happening but then it got goofy and that was <laughs> that was pretty fun oh that was fun i think i for, i think i did tenji i think you did benny and we were like badly like I apologize for this, but very Chinese double dubbing this is like very out of sync, completely out of character, completely out of context. It's like, well, I'm going to kick your ass now, Tenchi. No, no, you don't want to do that. And then I, Penny misses with her club or whatever, and Tenchi's crotch, and you're just like, well, oh, this camera angle, is this some sort of phallic reference? Yeah, probably on an abstract level. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was so fun. It was, it was, and but then I had to say goodbye to Who. It was like, bye Who, until we see you on the internet. I'll be on Mumble one day, dear friend. Thank Washu for Mumble. All this while, we're on the road. We actually stopped to get gas first thing, very first thing, as soon as we left the place, because we hadn't actually eaten breakfast. Like, we sat through that, we sat through that panel on empty stomachs, and we're just like, oh god, we need to get something to go. So we went. We drove over to a uh, gas station, picked up some food, and while we were in there, you know, the guys behind the counter overheard us talking a little bit, and basically like, yeah, yeah, where are you guys? Where are you guys headed? They're like, uh, we're uh, we're going north. Like north? Like north, north. What's north? Uh, you know, I nod and go Maryland, and Chuck's like Virginia, and they just look at each other, and then they look at us, and they're like, you're not driving, are you? And we're like, yo. <laughs> look on their face. It was pretty great. They started singing on the road again and just kind of like air guitar and while they were checking us out. It was, they they were with us in that moment and understood the insane endeavor that we were about to embark upon. Thank you to those two fine gentlemen at that place. You, you made our morning. I think the food did too, but that definitely helped energize us a little bit. Well, Dagon and who uh, Dagon and Craze might argue about those crumbly burgers, but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Me, <laughs> I start eating mine, and it just like starts falling apart. And I'm looking up at Craze, who's eating, and he literally takes one bite, and it's just like all in his lap. And I'm, and I'm like, Craze, if you want to like just dude, put that I, in the floor, I, just, I don't care. I touched it. I put my hand on it, went to pick it up, and like half of the thing just, half of the bun just crumbled, and I'm just like, what the fuck crumbs all in my lap i'm like what am i supposed to do with this but i mean it was it was it was it was very cool we talked but it was also you know somewhat somber indeed regaling it, all of the things that we went through time felt like it was flying i mean it was it was like nine hours but it did not feel like it and we were in north carolina before we knew it and then we made a crazy decision yeah let, let's let's rewind a little bit to where we initially decided this was a good idea. We're pulling off of uh, off of an exit because Craze is like, guys, I gotta go. To, so we're like, all right, fine. We'll we'll pull out to the next exit and uh, you know head to a gas station or convenience store or something. So we pull off of this thing and it's like it it's the difference between your ordinary sights and sounds of like you know very late at night on I ninety five to we are in deliverance right fucking now we are going to die like the place that we chose to pull towards which is like this decrepit building craze goes in there and goes dagon gets out to go look around and do some stuff out there stretch his legs and whatnot and chuck and i are just like this is this is how we die like they're not coming back out we are going to get murdered in the parking lot of this place so to try and take try to take the edge off of each other i finally just say so you know what i was thinking i was thinking maybe 
it would be better for us time-wise to just keep going once we get to Cray's place and just book it all the way to, to Virginia. And yeah, Chuck was like, I, I agree. Like we should, I was thinking that, but I didn't want to be the one to suggest it because how crazy it was. And honestly, it's probably the best decision we could have made because I-95, as Chuck will tell you, is the East Coast parking lot. That fucker can get so bumper to bumper that we would have just lost our shit having to deal with that. So I thought to myself, look, how often do you get the chance to do 90 on I-95? Not very often at all. Let's do it. So, you know, we uh, when we got to Cray's in Carolina, Cray's dad was like, no, y'all going, y'all taking some sleep. I'm not going to let you do that. But we insisted. So he made us some coffee and we, uh, we set upon it another six and a half, seven hours of driving to get all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. To but you Perfect. forgot yeah. about how... We got lost in South Carolina for a little while, and and that other gas station oh with the God, uh, yes. automated uh, voice is like, come inside. Oh, I did oh, forget dude. that. Yeah, fuck those kind of pumps. I hate those pumps. We're, we're sitting there. And by the way, South Carolina at night is the scariest fucking thing in the world. But uh, we we go and we have to fill up on gas because we're starting to get low. And this is bumfuck South Carolina, so we have no idea. And so we get off on this exit. There's nobody. It's dark except for one light over this gas station. And me, crazed, it's crazed turn. He gets out and he starts pumping gas. And me and Nil and Chuck are sitting inside. And I hear this voice from the outside say, come on in, partner, and get you some gas. And, of course, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, there's somebody outside. We're going to get I mean, on. all you guys were in the van. I was the only one outside pumping the fucking gas. I heard that, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to fight somebody. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm just standing here at, like, fucking, I don't even remember what time it was, like, 2 in the morning, middle of nowhere, South Carolina, and I hear that, and I'm just like, all right. Somebody's about to put a gun to my head. And then as we're driving back, slightly obscured, we're noticing like there's a ton of cars on the side of the road. And Chuck's slowing down because he's like, you know, I don't want to get pulled over. They're just dead cars everywhere. It, it is a graveyard, man. Like every five, ten, it, all, there were almost as many pulled over dead cars on the side of the road as there were waffle houses. And that's that's a fucking lot. What is wrong with you people? My God. But yeah, that that's what would eventually lead us into... Uh, the idea of going from North Carolina to Williamsburg, Virginia in one go, which was fun in and of itself as well. Yeah, you, yeah, we, you didn't have to drive the damn thing. <laughs> oh my god. So just, I, just some context for the listeners here. I had driven from Jacksonville up to Charlotte, so that was already like six hours. And then to immediately then do another six hours on top of that, I was, I was feeling it, Mr. Krabs, by the time we got to uh, Virginia. It was it was about eighteen and a half hours of driving to get from where we were all the way to Virginia, just straight, pretty much. Like we had a few small breaks. Even the dinner we had in Jacksonville was like twenty minutes. I I specifically remember when we were going back. You know, Chuck is leaning back in the chair really far, and me and Nil are starting to look at the gas gauge, and it's just like. Chuck, we're starting to run out of gas. We need some gas. He was like, no, that's fine. We'll be fine. I'm like, okay. And, of course, Neil's freaking out more than I am. But I'm just watching it. I'm like, we're getting real close. We're getting real close. Man, I hope there's a gas station around the corner. Fucking Chuck's sitting there white-knuckling it, trying to stay 
awake. He's like, no, I want to at least get to the beltway. I at least want to get there before we get any gas. Just don't worry, guys. He just, he was gone. Like the look in his face, like it, it, it got a little terrifying towards the end too. Cause not only was the gas station, but you know, like we're all so tired. It was like, no, please don't. Let's not have any incidents. Let's just get home. But then very 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 end of the drive like the last half hour or so the sun was that just perfect point where it was shining off of the road so that we couldn't like just lower down the little sun blinds and then get the sun out of our eyes like it was shining off of the the tarmac into our faces i was just like oh god this this is where we die like the sun is going to kill us on this trip it wasn't the people it wasn't the, the ghost at the gas station it wasn't at the the convenience store that that might as well have come out of deliverance it, it wasn't anything down in Florida, all the dozens of the road signs and all that fun stuff. No, it, it, it's going to be the sun is going to murder us before we can get to Chuck's place. Yeah, that was special. Imagine, if you will, dear viewers, uh, a fully crowded interstate at about 8 in the morning or 7 in the morning. Sun is just peeking up over the, over the ridge, and literally you're surrounded by 18-wheelers, and everyone on this road is going 70 miles an hour, and everyone's blind. That was fun. And and we're all sleep deprived by oh, close to 24 hours. Yeah, that was special. But we made it, and we all lived. And uh, I got to go to class on time. I don't remember any of it because I was so sleep deprived. But I made it. And me and Nil kind of took a very, uh, you know, I transferred over the video stuff from Chuck's mini mini thing. I can't see the word right now. Yeah, SD card. Yeah. And so we, I do that, I go to bed, me and Nil wake up, kind of stir ourselves and head back to, uh, head back to Maryland. You could kind of sort of feel it too, like, I mean, obviously once we left Pi and Who, we were kind of like, man, this, you know, they're not here anymore, we can't talk to them anymore. But I think, I don't know about you guys, Chuck and Nil, but once we, once we left Crazed, it was like, oh man, this is real, like, we're done, like, it's, it's over. And then with Chuck, and there's just me and Nil, and you know we we drive. Me and Nil get there like it was like six or seven in the afternoon. Yeah, it was it was heartbreaking every time we had to, to divide a part of the group off. You know we had uh, we had to lose Who and Pi pretty much at the hotel, so it was already kind of like shit. Like now this 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 is really happening, but we still had most of the group together, so you know we were able to keep morale high. We lost craze. There was still a lot of joking. Sleep sleep depravity definitely kind of helped us take our minds off the fact that that was real because it was more like fuck, we're tired. I got some mad road hypnosis. I think I fell asleep in the front seat like five or six times while Chuck was just like barely staying awake over there. You finally get to Chuck's place. You know, we, he goes to class. We wake up like 15 minutes after he's in class, and you know, Dagon and I just kind of agree, like, let let's let's just go. It's time to go. Gets to uh, you know the ride there. It was a, it was a good ride, but it was so quiet because I mean, you know, we could have talked about so many things, but unlike the energy that we had going to it when he first pulled up to my place, and we realized that it was now beginning, that was the point in the back of my mind where I realized like it was going to be over and I was all we had was another two hours in that car and then the carnival was done and uh you know I, I felt kind of frozen for the first time all weekend because I really didn't know what to talk about 
you know what what to say you know, we we occasionally perked up with a little bit of discussion talking about some different things some things i read online that we didn't really have time to talk about while we were at the con because so much stuff was happening but you know, it was it was just a quiet ride like you know what what do you say at the end of this it, it's impossible and as you've seen by the surely the length of this podcast there was just so much that happened that uh yeah by the end of it it was just like how how do you end that man like there there is no proper stay gold sign off on that and uh yeah i it was weird getting back home and watching Dagon pull off. We got there about six o'clock. So it was right around dinner time here. And, you know, I, I, I didn't feel hungry. I just wanted to go back. Like, it's just wanted to like run after the veg, like, fuck it. Call everybody. Let's go back to Florida. The party's not over yet. It's, uh, I, I wanted nothing more than that groundhog day thing that we talked about. You know, just can, can every day be that again? As I was pulling away, I had, I started to get choked up and I was just like, I'd, I don't know, man. Like, I don't want to leave this. I want to, you know, that was such, that wasn't just a good con experience. That was an amazing life experience. It was just like, I, I don't want that to ever end. And so, you know, when I finally did end up pulling away, I just, I broke down and started crying. Legit. It was just like, holy shit. Like the amount of stress that I was undergoing into this, you know, going into the weekend or really going into Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning was just unreal. And then for all of that to just kind of disappear for a, a brief moment in time and you know all of the all of the amazing stuff and the i'm daryl and fuck shit fuck and uh you know meeting patria and matt and having you know an amazing panel and doing doing everything that we wanted to do times 10 was just it all hit me at one time and i just i kind of had to sit there and realize that this is it like this is the final stretch until i got home and uh you know, I'd say I'd say that's right about where it ended. You know, that was that was Tenshi Forum takes Chibi Pa. And what a journey it was. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I tell you this. When I got back Monday night, it was one AM here in uh, San Marcos and I was looking at the clock going, Fuck, I gotta I gotta go to my office in about seven hours. I don't wanna go to my office. I wanna go I wanna go back to where the fun stuff was happening. Why do I have to go uh, sit in my office and wait on students? Because really, it was a momentous occasion. We got to do everything, everything as neighbor. It was, uh, I, you guys keep telling me that don't expect this from your first, this is my first con, not every con is like this. And I'm like, why can't every con be like this? It's supposed to be a fun time, right? I'll tell you what, though, Pi, every con is like that when you have friends there. You know, I made I made the, uh, the statement at one point during the con, it's like the Beatles song, I get by with a little help from my friends. And I was almost I was almost a little bit jealous of uh, Nil and Pi and Crazed. It was just like this is your first con experience. This was this was unreal. Like there, you know, cons can be an amazing thing, especially when you're with your friends. But this con in particular was just like it's like it was said before. Like I could go to Otakon again. I could go to AX. I could go to you know all of these really big ultra forty thousand people. But you don't need forty thousand people to have a good con. Indeed. And you know what? It was really cool because at almost every turn, it wasn't, it, di it didn't feel like it was just us. It felt like we had all of Tenshi fandom with us. It felt like we had all of you, the listeners, all of the people that we've met on Facebook. 
and on the forum and who watch our YouTube channels. Like it felt like you were all there with us at several different points along the entire journey. And that was the really cool part where we were, we really understood that we were, we were repping, we were repping Tenchi fandom as a whole. And it was, it was a really cool, really cool experience to be able to do that for all of you. Well, again, the, the only time I've ever had a chance to meet another Tenchi fan was when I met Cathard in in, uh, uh, in uh, San Diego when I went for a mathematics conference. I was went there for a professional conference, but turns out I mentioned on Facebook and Cathard poked me and said, "Hey, you're going to be in the area. Why don't we meet up and have and have have a lunch sometime?" And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I mean, I'd known the guy since I was like 18 or 19. And finally, I get to meet him in person when I'm 33. So, I mean, this that was a long time coming, but to get to see you guys only, a, what, four years into, two years, something like that, I actually meet you guys that quickly and being able to just say, you know what, let's do this thing, and being able to just throw down at this con, that was that was great. And, uh, yeah, but before I forget, I, I did uh, along the, uh, of course, same sentiments you guys were all we're all saying and chiming in, even about I'll I'll share the sentiments about uh, South Carolina and, and the burgers, even though I, I've experienced neither myself. But but anyway, you know, no, about what, especially what uh, what what Chuck was saying about, uh, you know, just for our own personal stuff, I think for each of us individually, uh, but also t uh, Tenchi Forum uh, and all its previous incarnations and stuff. It, it's it's a labor of love and we love doing it. Uh, so anyway, just just for for again, everybody we 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 met in person, and everybody who's ever tuned in, who's ever commented, whoever you know, uh, ever chatted with on the forum or anything of uh, of the sort, uh, thank you, uh, because that's that's the kind of thing, especially all culminating to this convention. It just it gave us. Uh, I was saying this with Dagon afterwards. It, that really like we. I, I didn't realize it till it was done how much like I needed that. I think we, we needed that. Uh, we were just recharged from that. And so um, here we are, you know, uh, through the power of, I think, largely, you know, Tenchi, for, uh, Tenchi fandom as a whole, um, keeping the series alive. It's culminated to uh, a new series. We got, you know, we have a new Tenchi series going on right now. And, uh, you know, who knows where that'll lead in the future. So just thank you everybody who's who's kept Tenchi going and um and we hope that uh whether it's the Tenchi cast or, or anything else that we do, we hope that uh we hope to keep doing uh keep doing right by the fandom and uh keep providing quality content and uh entertaining you guys along the way even when we do ramble and get a little emotional. But uh, I hope you'll forgive us. We, we love we love doing this and we we love you guys for listening. Thank you. It makes it worthwhile. Is that everybody's final word? Fuck the Redskins. Fuck shit. I'll throw fuck. that in there somewhere. Keep intention alive for the next ten years. Well, I would say that wraps it up. That wraps up that amazing, excellent adventure. Tenchi Forum takes Chibi Paw. And unlike ending it normally, I will say that the carnival comes and goes, but when you're with Tenchi Forum, the carnival never really goes away. Stay gold.